Just before I finish today from here, just to have a bit of break and to pray and to just uh, uh, sit under the feet of Christ and to seek his will more and more. And I pray this is all we uh, are doing and also even when you have a break. But I want to leave with you today an emphasis to urge you to follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow the Lord because that is what he is saying. Follow me. And what it means to follow Jesus, what does it mean to follow Jesus uh, in the text that we have with us here today in uh, Luke 9, verse 57 to 62. There are just six verses. And I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit is bringing us uh, sober on us today, uh, quietness and gentleness, that we might learn and be ready to follow him. Isn't it? The Lord wants us today and to just like pause and think because we are still in a journey in following Christ and he's expecting much from us. And so he's saying these words that we might be prepared uh, uh, well and that we might, might even sing with love voices. Uh, uh, our God is the lion and the lamb and he fights all our battles. So what does it mean to follow Jesus so we have in this text we we uh, don't read to us today. Uh, it's about discipleship, following Jesus. Let me just um, uh, highlight it to you, uh, lest you miss it. Uh, verse fifty-seven. As they were walking along, Jesus says, uh, Jesus is walking uh, along the road with his disciple. A man said to him, uh, uh, "I will follow you." You see, and then again. Uh, in verse uh, 59, he said to another man, follow me. And then in verse 6 to 1, is still another said, I will follow you. So the text is about following Jesus, isn't it? So following Jesus. Now his ministry is taking a turn uh, as he is now uh, focusing to go to Jerusalem. Uh, he, is, he, he, is, he is just about to to, 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 to step into the heart of the battle. Uh, so he wants to prepare his disciples uh, for what is going to, uh, to happen uh, to him. And also he is uh, warning them uh, of, uh, 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 that they might be ready for rejection. Uh, they will experience uh, throughout their lifetime as as, as, um, as his disciples, as his followers, uh, because that was, will be going through. And we have seen this in the disciples, in the Acts, and, and also the, 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 through the history of Christian faith, the, there has been oppositions to those who uh, uh, follow Christ. And so Christ wanted his disciples to be, uh, to be ready, uh, to, be, to be prepared. And so, and you today also, uh, to, uh, if you have been really uh, persevering and, 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 and praying and earnestly that the Lord will keep you uh, as his follower to be faithful to him. Uh, so today is urging you even to do that the more. So let us see the first things that uh, we must encounter uh, as, 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 as followers of Christ. What it takes to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So here, Jesus says, uh, when this person said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. But now he wants to remind him that. 
uh, yeah, you can follow me. But let me tell you this. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Well, these words, he says this because in the context of the rejection he had already experienced when he was going to get into this village in Samaria. So if you go back to verse 51 of this very chapter, so he sent ahead of himself his disciples to prepare for him, but he was rejected. He was rejected. But the people there did not welcome him. Did not welcome him. Did not welcome him. And so he is rejection. He is rejected. And then he is urging us to consider this. Lest we will be broken at our first encounter of rejection. You see, that should not break us. And instead should be an encouragement to us. Because Jesus Christ himself was rejected. And he warns us that you will be rejected. Because why they rejected him? Because he was bringing the true religion, isn't it? He was coming to divide the whole world. He, is, he was coming even to divide families. He was coming to bring fire. That his disciples will be different. And they will go on proclaiming the kingdom of God. They will be different people. Uh, you see, they will be people filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the truth. Ready to bring glory to God. Ready to do all their activities and to spend their lifetime here on earth uh, in the honor of God, and the honor of Christ. And so it's a lifetime calling, isn't it? So I was reflecting on this the other day, what it is to be a Christian. To be a Christian, you need to think about yourself as an alien, a refugee. Someone who is estranged even in his own country. Because your values, your attitude, your activities, they are pointing to a one person. And his name is Jesus Christ. You are doing everything. You are so obsessed and taken over by the glory of Jesus. Because of what he is and what he has done for you. Transforming a sinner into a righteous person. A person flows with joy that is not conditioned by the things of this world. And so rejection will be nothing to a person who has experienced closeness with Christ. And he himself, he is not just calling us to be rejected without being prepared. Actually, earlier in, in, the, in Luke, in his ministry, he, he taught in chapter 8, he talks about in the parable of sower, isn't it? He said the way you hear the word of God will determine the kind of a disciple you will be. And that rejection will never will mean nothing to you. So, and then the, the best part was like those who hear the word of God and retain it. You see? And they bear fruits. They retain it. Those who uh, hear the word of God and retain it. And by persevering, produce, produce a crop. You see, by the word of God, you retain it. So to hold fast to the teaching of Christ, that will need an effort like to retain it. Sometimes it rebukes you. Sometimes it corrects you. Isn't it? But if you persevere and you retain this word and you embrace it, so the outcome will be so great. You will be fruitful. You see, the word will bear fruits. And that is in the following passage about a lamb on a stand. You see, he was just thinking about the very uh, parable he, has, he, he gave. 
He was saying like, a person who has retained my word, uh, obviously he will be like a lamb on his stand, isn't it? His behavior, his actions, his life, his, his, his reaction to rejection will be so clear. That is, is a person who has heard the word of God and has cherished the word and has retained it. You see, so the Lord is not just like calling us to do something that we cannot do, isn't it? We have just sang. He fights our battles and he prepares us for this. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit takes these words and makes us be joyful and so thankful to the Lord that he, we have discovered his word and that he has taught us, actually, and that we sat at his feet. So it was just amazing. As I was just reading up to the text, Jesus himself, he was teaching his disciples. And then suddenly, he shows them his glory by calming the, the water in the sea, isn't it? So he teaches, he performs miracles, you see? You see? And then later, that, that is in, in, in the following verses, 22. Perform miracles. He healed dead, uh, a dead girl and a sick woman. <laughs> so he taught. And then he performs miracles. And then he went on. And then even after this text, also, he will send his disciples and they will be successful. In chapter 10, he will send them. Jesus sends out the 72. And guess what? When they came down, they said, wow, even the demons were just submitting to us. So, yeah, it works. So Jesus says that you will be rejected. But he taught also. He said, he said he, he himself was rejected. He himself was rejected. So be not be, don't be surprised. And, 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 and don't be broken. This is the way of discipleship. But the word I have spoken to you makes you clean. And the salvation I have offered is so perfect. We heard about it the other day. But he says this, that this is what is happening. I have experienced this. I've been rejected. Even, even foxes, even birds, they have possessions. They have places to go. Even he himself was denied even possession, these things, because they thought of himself an alien, someone bringing a new religion, a different religion. Yeah, one day I think I must have shared this with, with you, that I, I, I went to buy something. In Cairo, when I was, I went from here with my wife, and we were trying to fix uh, uh, a tap in our house. And then I got, I got down there. I don't think I, I was just going to do that. I was going to make a, a phone call. And then suddenly, I went to this shop, uh, plumbing. And so, then I started to share with, talking to these people. And then suddenly, it turned into sharing the gospel. <laughs> I don't know. And they were so excited about this. And actually, God was speaking to them. And then the presence of God and the grace of God was present. And then five minutes later, another guy came and said, What are you talking about this, about it? So we are talking about Jesus. He said, Another religion? And he pulled out his, a, a, a metal, a heavy metal. He wanted real to hit me. And even the very friends that I was talking to them, they, they, they held him back. And so they, they said they urged me to go. And then they started to talk among themselves and they wanted to report me to the, to the secret police. I mean the, the security. And they, they call it Amnidola. That is, that is the worst people if you come into contact with them. So their prisons are very bad. 
And so they resolved to uh, try to find me and to <laughs> put me in jail. And so one day I came into this very, and they, the young man, his father has a shop. And so this young man, he, he got really serious about this. So when he saw me, he said, oh, give me your passport. I said, why? And I said, oh, yeah, just, just give me your passport. Because um, uh, of what you are doing. And, I, and then suddenly I just said, uh, uh, where is your dad? <laughs> just out of blue, where is your dad? And then um, he started to think, well, if I do something like this to, my, to our customers, and then what is my dad is going to think? And then a few days later, I came because we, he, he let me go. He couldn't do anything. And, and I didn't give him my passport. And another day I came up to buy something, and I asked him actually to come to my house to fix the thing himself. And then he came. And then I asked him out of curiosity, I said, why did you want to take my passport to report me to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the security? And he said, because what you are doing is dangerous. And I said to him, how about these people, they, they ask me these questions. And he said, you, need, you have to say, I don't know. And I said to him, how about if I know? <laughs> and he laughed. So I just went away. And so... Be prepared to be rejected. A friend of mine by name, Samir Andrew, now he is a bishop. He was rejected by, very own, by his very own family because his father had many wives and, when his father, and a lot of money, a lot of resources. And been, been, when his father passed away, and so the family got together and he was going to inherit everything, even including his father's wife. And then he said, I'm a Christian, I can't do this. And they said, well, look, if you don't do this, and then you have no access to the wells. And he just took his, his back, and he left. That hurt him so much, and yet, and he shared that public in gatherings like this. And I could see what this has done for him. But again, he was, he was praised by his Savior. So Jesus says, well, look, I'm rejected, but I'm not abandoned. Although he didn't have a lot of possessions, but God's people were looking after him. And he lacked nothing. And if there was a need for him to turn the stones into food, he would have done that. But he gave them this example. He said, even these worthless uh, creatures, they have better positions than me, the Son of God. And the reason is because he is so determined to advance the kingdom of God. And if we are ever determined to advance the kingdom of God, and so we are to be prepared that we will face opposition. But we will prevail. Jesus prevailed, and his disciples also prevailed. Isn't it? Just after the day of Pentecost, you know the disciples of Jesus were on fire, and they turned the world upside down as they were moving. And you know when they were beaten, and they were forced to be silent, they said, we can't. You see, the power and the fire in our hearts, you see, reject us as much as you want. But you cannot stop. So we just sang it today. What a beautiful song to sing. You see, who can stop the Lord Almighty? And who can stop those he leads into battles? The Christian faith was not ever advanced through power, isn't it? Like human powers. This is through people like lambs. Before wolves, isn't it? And they survive. And we will survive. 
But the thing is, the determination and the resolute, that is what Jesus is pointing to that, is pointing out. He wants us to be a people who prepares, who are resilient, through the work of his spirit and the retention of his word. They're so powerful, his word washes us. He says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. You are clean because of the words of Jesus. We are we, who we are because of Jesus. If there is anything good in you, it's because of Jesus. I always claim, even when I, I play soccer. If you go, oh, you know how to play. I say, oh, Jesus, <laughs> help me to play well. Anything, attribute anything to Jesus. Anything you do good, say, is because Jesus So allow me this. He will delight and he will enable you to do anything well. Well, let me move on. This was a small thing to share, this first part, with you. Because Jesus was determined to go to Jerusalem. Just imagine if he was deterred by that rejection and he didn't reach the cross. What will be your estate and my estate today? It is only the cross, on the cross, that nullified all our guilt, see, and all our shame. And he replaced it with righteousness, with freedom of the children of God, with hope, with a future. We have a future. Even if the present doesn't look like there is a future, there is a future for you. And it's, a, it's glorious. You see, it's glorious. It's glorious. Anything that we are doing today, even through hardship, is because of Jesus. Another thing he, Jesus says. I have already told you that he says to his disciples in Matthew 10. That they will be hated by everyone because of him. But you need to really differentiate that people do not hate you because of anything else. <laughs> See, just let them hate you only because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, like that man, uh, um, Joseph uh, Stenberg, the, 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 the man in London, with the, yeah, yeah. Uh, his friend Mark, he, everything is Jesus, the driving, let us pray, Jesus protect us. And so, it's just, he was just so obsessed by that. And because of that, he led this man to Jesus. Well, number two, and John, I, I can't just go over John Wesley as well, who faced rejection. John Wesley was highly educated, was an Oxford graduate. And then suddenly the Lord touched him. And then he, he left the pulpit. He became a leader of a lay movement. You see, just speaking to people on the street, something English wouldn't want to, to have any association with because they are so dignified. You see, they can't... You, you, being trained and... Uh, and uh, uh, to be a, a religious leader, uh, speaking in terminologies that no one else can do. And in, 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 in fact, in the past, they used to give sermons in Latin. You see, uh, pray down own glory and things like that. Talk, we're speaking in all English. John Wesley decided to go out because of Jesus. And when I was training, I did an essay because I was not a pastor the other day. I was not, I was not ordained. There is a place for ordination, but I was so excited being a lay preacher. And so I did an essay on John Wesley as a leader of lay movement, and I was so excited about it. I love that. And so at many occasions, he would be beaten to death, nearly to death. And one day, 
his friend came up to him and he was covered with blood because they hated him so much in doing that. They said, what do you expect? Dying for him who has died for me. So John Wesley persevered and went through all the opposition that he faced because of his love for the Lord. Another man, Jesus said to him, follow me. And then the man replied, said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Let me go and bury my father. He has a priority. This man, he wants to, 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 to go and bury his father. Jesus said to him, follow me. But he wants to go first to do that. But Jesus says this. Let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Is urgent. And you need not to waste any time. You heard the voice of the Lord. You go. Anything else is not important. Not because it's not very important. It's not now. It's not now. But you go. Go now. You see this urgency. We read about it in, in Exodus 3. Isn't it? When the Lord heard the groaning of his own people. He couldn't help but to come himself, isn't it? That is what he says. I am the God, your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God, actually, he will always stick his name God. He didn't say God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. No, no, no. He said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, a God who was the God of these very individuals at their needs. At this, Moses hit his face because he was afraid to look at God. The God said, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard the crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them. I have come. He didn't wait any further. And that is why Jesus couldn't delay going to Jerusalem. And that is why also he wouldn't want us to delay when we hear his voice to do anything. It might be just going to mission. It might be, uh, might be just doing something out of a sacrifice for the sake of the kingdom. See, but when you hear this, do not delay this. Do not delay. Do not put it off. And to do something first. But this very thing, because you might not have another time. Because I wonder, when Jesus finishes speaking with these people, if they didn't make the right decision... They are left behind. They are no longer his disciples. They miss out from being used by the Lord himself. Well, here we see the word, the words here. God himself, if he has come, now he is raising up Moses. And so he says this. So now go. I am sending you. Go now. Don't delay. But Moses was like trying to make delaying tactics. Like this man who wants to go and bury, bury his father first. His father first. No. He said, go. So his delaying taxes was saying, Moses saying to God, whom am I are that I should go? I'm not worthy to go. And then, bear, uh, then, uh, then Pharaoh and, uh, and, and, and the other people will mock me. How, who is me to go to, uh, to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you 
And this will be the, the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, uh, suppose I go. See, so there is this going aspect here. You hear it again and again. And the Lord will say, just go. <laughs> you see, go in verse 16. Go, assemble the elders of Israel. You go. The advantages of the kingdom of God depends on what I'm say, telling you now. You see, the, 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 the coming out of Israel. You see, from Egypt, the saving of these people depends on these very small acts of obedience and going to, 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 to Pharaoh. You see, facing a worse enemy. Just remember, the history is there. That he had killed someone. How can I go back? You see? In Arabic, they, they have this saying, uh, So the truth does not fall just because the, the, the time has gone by, isn't it? We're still trying people who have committed murder 70 years ago or 50 years ago. You see? Not wiped out. Justice must be done. Well, we can read this and we see the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is telling his disciples that if you want to become a, a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, you need to put your, uh, uh, these things behind. You need not to waste any time. You need to, to, to just go and do what I'm commanding you to do. One of, and it might be painful. Yeah, in 1997, 1998, I had an uncle in refugee camps. Uh, he was just coming behind my mom. He was a very loving man. I remember when we were going from holidays from Malakal, the, back in the 70s, early 70s, as young children, uh, we would be flown for holidays in small jets. With my dad was a teacher, and so they were caring for teachers at that time so much. And so my uncle, he will be in the care of my uncle. My uncle was in the refugee camps in Ethiopia, and I was in Cairo, and I was engaged in, public, in ministry, and he would send me some letters. I, I was aware that he was struggling, but I didn't make any effort to try to help him from where I was. I was helping a lot of people who were closer to me, and I was just on fire for that, and until my, my uncle passed away. And so when I think of that, why I didn't pay attention to helping my uncle? And then what I was doing was, was really pressing on me. And, and I believe God was with me and led me. Uh, uh, so this might be really a struggle at times to you. But you need to remember who is the Lord, who is the Master, who is to come first. And so we are to uh, take hold of his words. And he himself, those cultures, if you didn't do that, honor your father. So you are not of God. And now that is why they hated Jesus, because... He is coming with a new perspective. Okay? So let us be prepared as disciples of Christ. When we do these things right, we will advance the kingdom. Finally, Jesus wants us to, uh, uh, to have the total devotion uh, to him with single-mindedness or single-minded uh, allegiance to him. That does not look back to the past. You are enlisted Khalas, finished. It was Arab, you say, will say, Khalas, finished. That is what he says. When he said to this another, this another person who said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. 
You see? So there is devotion to family here. There is allegiance. But Jesus is saying, now things will be broken up. You see? And as a disciple, you need to be prepared to let go of these things. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. See? So Jesus just put it plainly because he said to the person in verse 6, Go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And so as a Christian, so all that you will be busy doing, even at your workplace, you are desirous to have Jesus glorified, to see every knee bowing to him. And so that is why you are to have a total devotion to him as his disciple, as his follower. And I wonder why some people would want to, be, uh, uh, to change their religion and to, to want to, to be Christians, I mean to be Muslims. They have not come to know Jesus. They have never been disciples. They have never experienced rejection for the sake of Christ, isn't it? They have not put Jesus first and see the urgency to advance his kingdom. And these people also, they were just always wanting to do what is for them and maybe for their families. Well, here Jesus is saying, these things will face you and you have to make up your mind. You see, we have um, uh, in, uh, in, 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 in First King, uh, we have seen when uh, Elijah was called to, be, uh, to follow uh, Elijah or Elijah. When he was called to, uh, to be a prophet. So what did he do? He, he, he had to break the past. He, he had to really leave everything behind. So the call of Elijah. What happened? So let me read this to you from First King chapter 19. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shepherd. He was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth spear. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Well, here, Elijah didn't stop him. But this action captures the fact that Jesus will speak about that later. Because here, when he was allowed, and he went back, because he was told, go back, Elijah replied, what have I done to you? So Elijah left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and give it to the people. And they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his attendant. Okay? So he had to really break this. So no return. So Jesus, in these three examples, he gave us a stark and a clear picture of what it takes to be a follower of Christ, to be a disciple. First of all, you need to be prepared. These things you are going to face. You see, rejection even from the closest people to you will mock you. Uh, even people like at workplace, even, even among pastors themselves. Uh, so, churches, how many people have suffered in the hands of their very own people? People they have served so much. You see, they were rejected by these people, said bad things about them, really mistreated them, and yet they persevered because they are disciples, because they are prepared. They were prepared. They heard well. 
what Jesus was saying. They retain his word. And then that was shown in the forgiveness they have shown to these people and the reconciliations. This is the, the, true, the marks of true discipleship. And also we are uh, to, 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 to see to it that it is urgent. The kingdom of God demands that we waste no time. How many of us today have been hearing the same thing from a long time? Go, 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 go. And we wouldn't want to go. I, when I first came to this place, I heard a man coming and speaking to men, fellowship, sharing about his testimony, how he, was, uh, he came to the ministry. He said he heard the voice of the Lord calling him to the ministry, and he stayed at his work for another 20 years until he retired. And then after that, they gave him money, and he went to uh, a, a Bible college and trained and came back, and I think he said a few weeks, few years, done. If you are a young person, you don't have to waste time. It's urgent. If the Lord is calling you to surrender and, and serve him in whatever capacity he's calling you to, do not delay. Do not delay. Just follow him. And we are to break our way from the things of the past. Family allegiances, careers, things that are so beautiful, comfort of this world. Jesus says we are to consider these things and be prepared. Then we will be his true disciples. Then we will be able to make difference in the, in the, in the kingdom of God. And then we will advance his kingdom and bring glory to him. Well, how are you going in your discipleship? How are you going? Are you sitting at the feet of Christ? Are you sitting to, uh, to consider how to go deeper in your relationship with him? How not to look to your own need and your struggles and have low self-esteem and self-pity about how many people are against you? <laughs> you are not any special. No one is special, isn't it? We are just called to be soldiers. You know that example that Paul gives uh, in, in, in Second um, um, Timothy or First that we are to be like soldiers, like farmers, see, like athletes, ready, always in doing the work of the Lord. Well, the Lord is calling upon us today to be truly His own disciples. And we are to be prepared and to be strong and courageous and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and every reason to be stubborn to follow Jesus and willing to be different. See, just prepare yourself to be different. Even I have to be different to you too. If you are different to me, I will be so glad you see, do something different. You see, but be good at what you are doing for the glory of Christ. You see, maybe you are a tailor. <laughs> making all clothes quick. And then just, you see, just if I'm a tailor, I will just uh, make clothes for like 60 or 300 children going to primary school. Just like that. This will bring glory to Jesus, isn't it? And you will be filled with the with power and glory of the Lord Jesus. Doing just the small things. Even buying pencils. Just in the name of Jesus. That will show your devotion and your commitment to advancing the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is advanced not only through one thing, through many things. You might be the legs, you might be the hands, you might be the eyes, the praying person, the loving brother, the encouraging brother, sister, praying warrior, teacher of the word that teaches me to follow the Lord right. Hallelujah. Are we prepared to be disciples of Jesus Christ? Sitting around his word and reading and praying. 
and not having drought of gatherings of believers. Jesus Christ, the cost of discipleship is not too hard for us to bear. Easy to bear that we are to have the right posture. Like Jesus himself, <laughs> he was prepared by his Father in heaven. And he himself taking us under his wings, preparing us for the journey. That is why he is speaking to us this morning from this text. And are his very words. Because those people were his disciples and we are his disciples. And actually being a disciple, that should be the best way, the best name for Christian, isn't it? Disciple. Someone who learns, isn't it? From Jesus. But if I'm just a follower of Christ. As if maybe you have done it all. But being a disciple might be the correct word. Because you learn at his feet. And you learn from others as well. Who love the Lord Jesus Christ. Because some are not prepared to take from other people, isn't it? They look at you. Oh, where are you coming from? Why this person is here? You see, well, don't look at <laughs> that wood appearance. You see, just watch. I might be a lamb on the stand, isn't it? Do that. Rejections, allegiance, and devotion to Christ. The kingdom of God is at hand. Let us waste no time. Let us pray.